0: Do you read the Bible? Well, whether you do or you don't, the Bible has a lot to teach us on winning with money. And last week, Dave shared five verses. This week, we have five more on how you can win with money through these five Bible verses.
1: Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level.
0: On today's podcast, Dave has five more Bible verses that he wants to share with you. They're all applicable to your life. And again, we just want to remind you to just take away one verse from these five. Hopefully, just at least one will resonate with you.
1: Well, thanks, Nate, and thank you, everybody, again, for hanging in there and listening to my podcast. I appreciate it very much. The first verse that I'm going to talk about today is Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. And this one, I'll just say up front, you have to kind of think about the relatability to the 21st century, right? Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Okay? So not too many people do that anymore. There might be some wineries. There may be a few farms that do that. But the point is to honor the Lord with your wealth. And another way to take it is to be generous. Being generous with your time to others or being generous with your money will change your life and you will be rewarded for that kindness. It's as simple as that. A stingy person lives a sad life. Think differently about your wealth and you will win with money.
0: Yeah, and I know you're probably similar in this, but I've noticed the more you give, whether it be financially or with your time, the happier you are. Really, the giver receives a lot more than the the person, the taker in a lot of instances.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is a really true statement, Nate. Whether you're a believer or not, I would dare say that all of us, if we really do that, be generous to others, be kind to others, somehow it comes back to you. You have a joy in your life. You have a better life, I guess I could say, and some people would call it karma, and there's probably other religions that have a different word for it, but when you are not that stingy person and you give of yourself, whether it's financial or in other ways, I guarantee you're going to get it back, and it's very rewarding. Next one that I'm going to talk about, the next verse is Ecclesiastes 11, verse 1. This is a Old Testament verse. And for anyone that has read that, Ecclesiastes is a very interesting book from the Bible. I'll just say that. It says, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. And again, this is one of those verses that if you read it just straightforward, it's kind of like, that doesn't mean a lot to me, not now. But this verse uses the metaphor of doing good and you will be rewarded in the future. Kind of like we just talked about. I can say from my personal experience of being a landlord for over 40 years, that if you are good to your tenants, as an example, when a problem occurs, and it will, if you fix that problem promptly, you will have great tenants. Now, you've heard those horror stories between landlords and tenants, and I have as well. However, from my experience, that is not the case treat everyone with kindness and look out for their best and not just your own and you will win in the real estate game so that's just one example of winning with money in this case how ecclesiastes says cast your bread upon the waters and the metaphor is to do good do good for others help others and you're going to get that return to you it's just may not be the way you expect at least it, that's been my experience but you will get that return to you and just do it for the pure joy of helping others
0: Yeah, that reminds me of How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, right. That book on care about what the other person cares about or try to understand the other person's point of view. And if we actually understood that person from their point of view, the world would be a lot better place.
1: Yeah. And that book, a lot of it is about salesmanship. And Nate, you're right on. And the thing that I took from that book, and I read that many, many years ago, is get to know your customer. Listen to what their needs are, like really listen to what their needs are, and that way you can better present whatever is is you're selling to them, and you're going to close more sales, you're going to be more successful because you're a good listener. All right, the third one today is Proverbs 27, verse 23, know well the condition of your flocks and give attention to your herds. Now, I know there's another example of most of us don't live on a farm, we don't have flocks. We don't have herds, but it's very relatable, right, if you think about it today. In the 21st century, we may not be watching over our flocks, but we all need to keep a close eye on our financial portfolio. What this looks like to you will be different than it does to me. However, the main point is that whatever you watch over, you need to take an active interest in it. What that looks like for me is that I regularly view my Vanguard and Fidelity portfolio. These are brokerage accounts where I have my money. And I look to see if I need to make adjustments. For example, I annually adjust my mutual funds. In my case, and this is very rough, I have other things, but in my case, it's about 60% equities, or you could say stocks, and 40% bonds. So say, for example, the stock market has an exceptionally good one year, then I will sell some of that and put it back into bonds or cash. Doing that gives me more balanced portfolio that allows me not to worry about my money if the market tanks, and it will. So my point is, you may not be super excited about finances once you start earning money and you start investing in the stock market, but you need to know enough, do what's best for you and your family. In this case, my example is I balance what I have in stocks versus bonds on a regular basis so that if something crazy happens in the stock market, I won't be as crushed as if I just let it go willy nilly.
0: Yeah. And there's easy way to do that. Dave's talked about budgeting in the past. There's certainly apps that will track your spending, whether it be mint.com or personal capital, which I think is called Empower now. They changed the name. Mm -hmm. But that's just one example. At a minimum, you should be looking at your credit card bills to know what you're spending money on every month. Yep. And then Dave talked about how you can balance your portfolio as well.
1: The next one, the fourth one I'm going to talk about today is Proverbs twenty four twenty seven. Prepare your work outside, get everything ready for yourself in the field, and after that, build your house. Are you a planner or a seat of the pants kind of person? Financially speaking, this verse is saying to plan for your future. As I've said before, unless you have a rich uncle, you will need to be in charge of you. Sorry, but that's just the facts. So if you want to win with money, please plan ahead and take action. Do you have a portion of your money set up to automatically transfer from your checking to your savings account yet? Have you opened that Roth IRA that I've talked about? If you've done that in the last year, let me know. I'd be curious. I'd love to hear a success story. If you put that off, decide this day to do it. Pick a specific day this week that you will accomplish this, and then you will be on your way to building that house.
0: Yeah, and I think it's really easy, especially nowadays with everyone being busy, and there's a lot of distractions nowadays, whether it be on the phone or computer or work. As Dave mentioned, just put this the Roth IRA, or put this balance your portfolio or set a budget, put that on your calendar. Yep. Set it as something that's important. Put it like it's a work meeting for you because at the end of the day, you have to be proactive about it and not be reactive.
1: Yeah, very good. All right, the last one today is another proverb. And as you can see, Proverbs is loaded with really good points in this case about money. Proverbs 19 verse 17 says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay him for his deed. Simply be generous. That will look different for each of us. It could be financially, of course, or it could be with your time serving others. When you become a generous person, you will win in the game of life. I promise. These verses offer wisdom on financial management, patience, planning, and generosity. However, it's important to know that the Bible primarily focuses on spiritual guidance and principles, and while it does contain wisdom on finances, it is not a comprehensive financial investment guide. Consulting with financial experts and professionals is advisable when making investment decisions. And doing what you're doing right now, listening to podcasts, reading books, learning online, will help you in that way to become more financially literate. All right. Like every week, we're going to wrap it up with three points to emphasize and then one project for you to do. The first one is, did one verse stand out to you? Is there one that you could relate to and apply even in today's crazy, busy world? Then the second one I want to emphasize is, are you a planner? Luke 14.28 talks about someone who plans to build something and determines the cost before they build it. This is a wise advice that we can all relate to. Do you have a budget? Is it set up and do you follow it? That one thing, in my opinion, will be the difference maker in your initial journey to win with money. And the last one I want to emphasize is be generous. Whether it is with your money or your time, if done well, you will live a full and satisfying life.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, you're not gonna be able to take any of that money with you when you pass away. That is right. So keep that in mind and think about maybe when you were struggling at one time. Mm. Think about those other people that are maybe struggling now. How can you help them with your time or with your money?
1: Yeah, so good. All right, the last thing I'm going to talk about today is to take action. If there was a verse that made sense to you, I'm going to suggest that you write it down. And then I'm going to suggest that you memorize it and then apply it to your life. Do that and you will be on your way to win with money.
0: All right. Was there a Bible verse that really made you think today? Was there a story that made you think? Well, we hope so. And if you did, let us know. Reach out to Dave at SaveLikeDave.com. Let him know which verse that you're going to apply to your life or how you're going to win with money, what you're going to do. Reach out to Dave anytime at SaveLikeDave.com. That's a free service we offer. And on next week's podcast, we have a sad stat to share. Only 1 in 10 lower income workers aged 51 to 64 have any money saved for retirement. Well, that's truly awful news. Don't be one of the 90% with no savings in retirement. Come join Dave next week as he shares five reasons why and five ways you can think differently about money so that you will have an awesome retirement. And lastly, we know we shared five different Bible verses this week, but Dave has one more that we're going to end with.
1: All right, uh, it is Proverbs 21, verse 20. Precious treasure and oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it.